0: Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt.
2: And I'm Mo. And
0: you're streaming the Morning Side Hug.
2: Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian.
0: We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com.
2: On today's show, Bubba Wallace and the NASCAR hate crime scare.
0: Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, today is June 29th, and we have a holiday to celebrate.
2: We do. It's National Camera Day. Smile. Smile. National Camera Day is June 29th, a day to celebrate the fact that photography, once so complicated it took a scientist to understand, is now part of our everyday lives. The word photography is based on two Greek words that, when put together, mean writing with light. It's a beautiful way of describing what a camera lets us do, tell a story without the use of words. It all goes back to more than 800 years to the invention of the camera obscura. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Meaning dark chamber. The camera obscura was nothing more than a box with a hole on one side. Light would pass through the hole and into the dark interior of the box where it would project an image onto a flat inner surface. Unfortunately, when the light was gone, the image disappeared like Instagram, but without an actual photo. (laughs) Fast forward through the centuries to today, when everyone with a smartphone has a camera at their fingertips. Whether you love shooting film and changing lenses, or prefer the ease of digital, use June 29th to focus on how cameras have made telling our stories easier than ever.
0: It is such a strange uh, change, I guess, from when like we were kids mm-hmm. with the uh, disposable cameras. I was using those all the time. Yep. Going on a youth trip, better buy a disposable camera. Yep. Had Going no to idea. summer camp. Yeah.
2: Had to, I don't <laughs> even know where my digital or my disposable camera from summer camp is.
1: Like
0: my <laughs>
2: parents were notorious for buying me the digital or disposable cameras. Sorry. But then never printing off never the pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had uh, I think it was a pretty common thing for wedding receptions mm-hmm. back then that they would yeah. put one at every table and yep. so everyone at the table could take funny pictures and yep. whatever. We had a whole bunch of those. Pretty sure they're still stored away somewhere, never having been developed.
2: Yeah. <coughs> that would be fun, like, so, yeah. to find them on your 30th anniversary. and
0: Yeah, I doubt... I don't know. Can you even take them to, like, Walgreens Yeah, to get them you develop? actually can. Yeah. They still
2: have disposable cameras. That Do they really, really? Yeah. Yep.
0: It seems unnecessary now.
2: I actually thought about this the other day as I was uploading pictures to my Facebook <clears throat> because, you know, that's where people store their, their photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. But I thought about this the other day how from my childhood, I only really have pictures of like family reunions or when we went on a trip or, you know, bigger events. If we went to the park for the day and my dad decided he was very much into photography, he decided he wanted to shoot some photos. Okay, I've got pictures of me playing at the park when I was like six. But my kids have pictures. Of their weekly lives. Yeah. You know? And so they're going to be able to look back and show their kids and be like, yeah, this is what a regular week looked like in, in the house that I grew up in. Which, it's very much a, that's so cool, that's so amazing, and that's so weird. <laughs> like, there's a there's a place in between there that I've got to find myself where I don't know whether I think it's really interesting and really neat. <laughs> kind of like a generational thing that I get to pass down. Or if I'm that odd mom that just enjoys taking pictures of her kids all the time.
0: Right. That's the uh, that's the biggest change with the move over to digital and using our phones yeah. and and uh, saving them online is that, you know, with the disposable camera, you had 26 shots. Right. You had to use them wisely. Yeah. But here, eh, let's take 17 versions of this one shot just to make sure we get the best one. But, yeah. you know, phones are going to back them all all up to Dropbox anyway. What does it matter? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have – that's what we have. We have just every year – I have a collection of every photo that we take, both mine and Daedra's, for every year through our childhood. Yeah. And, you know, 2000 through 2009, you know, there's – 100 photos in there, separated photos yeah. uh, into folders whatever. It got to like 2016, 2017 and there are so many photos, I can't even go through them all to separate them into what event they were for cuz I don't know.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so much. So now it's just big old mess. If you got to find a photo, you got to scroll for hours. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep, you can't just label like every f- Every folder Monday two o'clock p.m. <laughs> right, but
0: uh, backing up the Dropbox I think is my favorite uh, hack when it comes to photos on your phone because I don't have to worry about well I better keep this one until I can make sure I move it to my computer or post it somewhere else and
1: yeah
0: you know it because Facebook I don't know if I don't know if they still do this but I know that for a while. Like, you had to click something specific if you wanted to load the, like, full HD version of the photo. Yeah. Like, it would just automatically updo- uh, upload a lower quality version of the image. And so, like, saving them there and, like, only there. And then like, well, I can delete it from my phone. It's on Facebook. You know, that that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep the high quality images. So, you know, the Dropbox thing works really well. But... Again, it saves everything because it doesn't give you the option of, all right, you can add this, you can add this. It's mm-hmm. an automatic backup. So every photo you take, every screenshot, every failed photo or video, all of it gets backed up. So you got to cull through all those every yeah. now and then. Ugh. hmm Too much. I agree. Too much information. Yep. Um, speaking of Facebook, Elon Musk said that he's offered to buy and then delete facebook entirely (laughs) really i'm pretty sure it was real it looked like it was a real article
2: i don't understand
0: (laughs) can you imagine the
2: outrage yeah
0: (laughs) i mean we would have brand new riots over this kind of thing absolutely (laughs) because it's so integrated into every part of our life and every other app that we use because if you delete facebook then instagram is also gone WhatsApp, Jiffy, all those are gone. All those things tie into a lot of people's lives. Can you imagine you without Instagram? (laughs) But then again, returning to a simpler time.
2: No, I don't want to lose my pictures. (laughs) See, now you have me stressed out. First thing on 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 Monday morning. Like... (laughs)
0: I need to get a Dropbox right yeah. now. I'm
2: so annoyed by you.
0: <laughs>
2: What's new? What's new? <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh gracious! So, how's your week been, Mo?
2: <laughs> Wonderful and exhausting, all at the same time. <laughs> it's been really good. We did our recording for our virtual VBS. Oh, yeah, okay, I've been seeing week. your
0: pictures about that, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, you know, got up to the church every day at 8 and started recording at 9, and it was a lot of fun. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. So last year was my first year as the BBS director in the church that I'm currently in, and because it was the first year, it wasn't, I didn't really show all of my cards if you will <laughs> um but See this year for later. <laughs> this year with it being so different and having to record and knowing right away that i'm gonna have to like i'm gonna have to pull out all the stops in order to get the kids to remain engaged mm. you know throughout, throughout animated the viewing. Excited. exactly yeah. so after day one after i pulled out the We're so glad that you guys have come today. (laughs) I had um, quite a few people standing there, eyes wide. You could see it all over their face. And then somebody said, you need to go apply for a job at PBS. Like, this is your calling. (laughs) (laughs) This is where you're supposed to be.
0: (laughs) Oh, gracious. Yeah. Saturday morning, fun time. Show. That's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Something on PBS. Yeah. Well...
2: I was trying to explain it to Chris, what we were doing, and he immediately equated it to, um, from Parks and Rec, Johnny Karate. Johnny
0: Karate, yeah. Yeah,
2: and his variety show. And I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and now, over to Mary at Imagination Station. All aboard! <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Okay, day one, everybody would not shut up.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: everybody off camera wanted to talk and wanted, you know, and it's fine. I get it. It's been a while since we've all really seen each other and mm-hmm. got to engage in conversation. But I'm standing up there, and our media director, Gabby, is, you know, she's trying to record me. We're trying to get this take. And we've got these old school train, wooden train whistles, you know, like yeah. they used to. Anyway. So I blow that once and nobody's getting the point. I blow it two times, nobody gets the point. I blow it three really long times, still, nobody gets the point. And I finally, quiet on set. And everybody's like, oh. Okay. Shut up.
1: <laughs> we're doing something.
2: Can you
0: be quiet, please? <laughs> you all know why we're here. <laughs> Hours of filming. <laughs>
2: It requires your <laughs> silence.
0: <laughs> all right, so that's this week then, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. We go live this week.
0: So are you? In, are you? in are y'all just presenting this for like for free on your Facebook mm-hmm. page? Is that what I remember? Yep. Yeah. So this could be you could participate anywhere.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anybody who's listening and
0: wants to see animated mo. Yep. Go to all the,
2: aboard. Go to uh, to connect2central.com slash VBS, Uh, and you'll find our videos.
0: uh, All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Nothing as exciting uh, for me. Sorry, Matt. Couple couple long drives for little purpose uh, this week. My family uh, spent all weekend camping. They're still camping at this point. Uh, I did not go.
2: You never go.
0: Oh, no, I go. I went last year.
2: Oh, did you go last year?
0: So, the last time I went with them, uh, Deidre and I were just married, I mm-hmm. believe, and it was just, it was awful. I remember hating every moment of it. Not the hanging out with the family. That's fun. Just, I hate being out in nature. I hate swatting mosquitoes all day. I don't like you know, hiking or climbing things. It's ridiculously hot everywhere they go. There's never enough trees. It's, it was terrible. And so I didn't go for, they go every year. I didn't go for, for many, many years after that. But last year they convinced me to go because I haven't been camping with the boys yet. Okay. And that's a whole different experience. I need to, you know, experience. And that was nice for about a day. And then everything that I remember being awful was still awful and many new things arose as well. Mm -hmm. Like trying to sleep on an air mattress in the back of a van with your wife in a boiling hot car as the air mattress slowly leaks air all (laughs) night long and you wake up just drenched in sweat. And there are no showers out there and... Uh, when you wake up, (laughs) so what Deidre didn't like about that part is that because I can't sleep, I keep waking up and anytime I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to pee even just a little bit, I just, I have to get up and go Mm -hmm. or I'm never going to go to sleep because that's all I can think about.
2: Once again, another way that you and Chris are so similar. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) two two or three times each night of the three nights, I would have to like shimmy my way down that bed, but because the air is all leaking out of it, every move I make She's is flopping <laughs> her up into the air.
2: <laughs> Poor Daedra.
0: Oh, and then uh, Greg swore there were no mosquitoes in this area, that mosquito season had passed or whatever, and for that first day we didn't see any mosquitoes. And I was hopeful. But by that second day, it was just from from 6 a.m., To noon, and then from 5 p.m., you know, onward, Mm -hmm. they were just destroying me. And then they must have told all their buddies because by that last day, they just decided to stick around all day long. The heat did not dissuade them. They're like, Yeah, we got a whole fresh supply of, of blood over here, let's just hang out. So it was awful. But the only redeeming thing beyond, you know, the few moments I got to actually see my kids because they were off mm-hmm. wandering all over the place uh, was I got to experience an ATV for the first time or a four wheeler, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know if they're the same thing or not, but well, are they?
2: ATV is like the like a dirt bike could be an ATV. A okay. Go- it's or like a, the,
0: the a... subset of vehicle. Right. Okay. Four-wheeler, which I loved, and I was great at, yeah. and I only almost crashed it once, because <laughs> I was getting too cocky.
2: I love four-wheelers.
0: <clears throat> so that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. it was just confirmed. It was confirmed. I'm not a camper. I'm not a camping person. So I tried it out. If we have another kid, maybe in the future I'll try it again. But uh, yeah, not for a while. You just need
2: to tell Deidre that if camping is something that you all are going to continue doing, then you need to buy a camper. Mm. And then you'll go camping. Mm. It Mm. it changes the camping game. I'm sure. Hands down. You've got (laughs) air condition. You've got an actual mattress that you can sleep on. You've got a television.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they don't go to, like, campgrounds. Or you can hook into electricity and all these kind of things. No,
2: but you get a generator. Uh. And then we'll you see, can now still you're, now use now it. Now we're
0: buying a lot of things, Mo.
2: Okay, but these are investments. <laughs> Let me just which we just upgraded our camper and we're waiting for the second air condition to get installed and then it'll be delivered to us. But I sound so bougie. You do right now. <laughs> um but <laughs> we've worked up to this. Okay. We're waiting spe-
0: for our caviar dispenser right. to be uh, <laughs> uh, installed into the the two-story kitchen.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. As we're looking for, you know, we went and showed our friends our, our camper. And then we just were walking around the lot just looking at other campers that are open. And there, for real, we walked into a fifth wheel, which a fifth wheel is the one that, like, it hooks into it the, the truck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we went and looked in this one. You walk in, and it's got a huge kitchen. Massive. A center island. A wine rack built really? into the side. These, like, the three hanging lights that come down over the center island. A farmhouse sink. A double oven. You walk up into the bedroom, and there's a washer and a dryer up there. I was like... This is an apartment on right. wheels. This is this takes camping to the next level. If anybody's going to have caviar delivered to their campsite, <laughs> it's going to be the couple that owns this camp. How do you
0: get that even folded up to where you can drive it?
2: it? Well, that one doesn't fold up because of it because it's a fifth wheel. Like the sides come in.
0: That's what I meant. Like, yeah. How does how does it how does it close like that?
2: So there's so much open space.
0: Yeah. Even with like this the middle island kitchen thing and all that? Wow.
2: Yeah. All right. It crazy. It was it was abs I have never seen a camper like that. And immediately I walked in. Immediately Cannon walked in and he goes, Oh my gosh, what is this thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, there was a season of my life where I had to live in an R V, so I don't know if maybe just the the idea of staying in RVs has been tarnished for me. All the fun's been taken out of it. Yeah.
2: But. Well, that season in our <laughs> lives may be upon us, so we no. may be choosing to sell our home and living in the RV for a while. so
0: <laughs> eee. Yep. All right. Well. <laughs> sound so bougie anymore do we
1: (laughs) living in a camper
2: right
0: coming up later in the show more of your embarrassing church stories and next we announce our giveaway winner
2: we'll be back with more of the morning side hug right here on back row radio
0: listening to the morning side hug. We hope you're enjoying our mix of music this morning on Back Row Radio.
2: We'll be sharing more of your embarrassing church stories when we come back. But first, we've got a giveaway.
1: To
0: celebrate 2 years of Back Row Radio, we're giving away a prize pack with a copy of the Best of the Salty Sea, a copy of the sci-fi novel The Flesh, and a stack of Back Row Radio stickers. Oh, and we also added I was the, about uh, to say oh yeah, there's sorry, forgot about that. Last minute, we had added the uh, spiritual warfare book by Pastor Johnny Funderburg, uh, which is my pastor, and uh, it's a very good book. He's the one that has been providing our Sunday sermons here on Back Row Radio. And so, three books and a stack of stickers, and uh, I don't remember what part you read next. You read that. All right, you all <laughs> entered last week, and today is the day that we announce our randomly chosen winner.
2: And our winner is. Stephanie Crook. Hey, hey, congrats,
0: Stephanie. We will be contacting you this week and getting these shipped to you soon. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt, and I'm Mo. And let's kick off this second. S- no, let's see, you
2: second like segment. The,
0: you don't like the word segment.
2: I don't. You like yelled the at me
0: last week for saying segment and it's not the second segment we've messed up our show format and now i don't remember
2: we have gotten into the <laughs> habit of saying things I for have, two years
0: let's kick off this portion, portion. <laughs> with five random facts
2: five random facts
0: it's just this one it's just this portion Really? This segment. This is the only one where you I say do it like You don't do it at the second. third? Sometimes I've said like, you know, in the third segment we like to talk about something serious, but not like every episode. Yeah. Like every episode I've said.
2: Let's kick off the second hour. No, it's not. It's not the second hour. Uh, okay. Oklahoma's official state vegetable is the watermelon. Watermelons are fruits.
0: <laughs> I mean, to uh, be fair, there are a lot of things that are fruits that we don't call fruits
2: like a tomato
0: right you but w- this this is clearly this in is the fruit clearly family. a fruit yes <laughs> no one's ever thought a watermelon would go good in a no you know what is there a salad with
1: watermelon
2: in there it? is I yeah. take that back see
0: watermelon is a vegetable
2: <laughs> 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 but you put strawberries and salads i don't You put tomatoes and salads well, i do See, there, I mean, you, <laughs> some people put apples in salads. There's a lot of fruits that you put blueberries.
0: I don't get any of y'all who put fruits in your salads.
2: Oh, see, I think Mm-mm. that it makes the salad so much better.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: Go get yourself one of the salads from Wendy's.
0: I'm mad at Wendy's over I'm so sorry. <laughs> <But I've, laughs> no, this is a... I've, I bring this up at least once a month. Really? Why don't they have... Why didn't they keep... Their basic chicken BLT plain Jane salad that people loved.
2: Because not everybody loved that. But it
0: was basic enough. This, it's like the vanilla of those specialty salads. It should still be there for people who don't want chili or apples or caramelized walnuts or whatever in all their other salads.
2: Have you tried it? <laughs>
0: I don't want to try it. What I want is a chicken BLT salad.
2: It's so good. (laughs) Hands down, the best fast food place to get a salad is Wendy's.
0: Absolutely used to be, yes. No,
2: it still is. (laughs) It still is. (laughs) Hey, guess what? It snows. Yeah, we do. (laughs) It snows metal on Venus. That's kind of disturbing. Uh, people with stutters typically speak fluently when they're unable to hear their own voice, e- example, while listening to music through headphones. However, it's not fully understood why this is the case. So
0: it's like it's the reverse of that game that like Jimmy Fallon popularized where we've done it on the podcast way back when mm-hmm. where you have that thing that repeats it in your ear, repeats your voice
2: yeah.
1: just
0: ever so slightly. Uh-huh.
2: And so then that makes you stutter. Yeah, it makes
0: you uh, 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 and you don't really realize you're doing mm-hmm. it uh even. It's so it's like it's like that switch is flipped in in their minds. Mm-hmm. That's so strange.
2: I desperately want to try this. <laughs> I really do. Um, Polls have found that as many as 6% of Americans believe that the 1969 moon landing was a hoax. That's an estimated 20 million people.
0: (sighs) Now, to be fair, I've seen the statistic and it's at least been explained that not all of those people believe that we've never been to the moon. They just believe that that one specific event was a hoax because there have been so many conspiracy theories, and, and uh, even like the History Channel has aired a bunch of documentaries about how it might have been a hoax, uh, all kinds of stuff. So it's not as bad as it sounds, but still.
2: <laughs> Lastly, the more pictures you take during an event <laughs> or moment, the less you remember it. I get that.
0: I agree with that. You're not living in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. You're trying to remember the moment forever in which you actually don't even remember the moment <laughs> at that I, time. I
0: must have been there. <laughs> I have photos. Right? <laughs> I don't recall, but I do have photos.
2: There is proof.
0: Uh, we have been reading your uh, embarrassing church stories. We went as it was now several weeks ago <laughs> where we asked you to uh, give us your best ones. And typically when we do things like this, we get you know, a couple dozen responses, and y'all brought us about 100 of them. So we've been making this a, a kind of recurring segment until we get through them all, and it looks like we're a little over halfway done. Wow. So, <laughs> so we're going to tackle a few more today and read through your embarrassing church stories. First one comes from Ruth Johnson Preston. She said, "When I got baptized, I didn't realize the room I was uh, p- the room I was in was directly behind the choir loft. I turned on my hair dryer, not realizing how loud it was. My brother informed me that that's all you could hear in the sanctuary. For how long do you? I mean, drying your hair. That's a five minutes at least. Oh yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why would anyone just walk back there and tell her, hey?" Take that to the back, right? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Christine Wilson. Uh, 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 hmm, I don't know how to. This last name seems inappropriate. <laughs> 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 so I'm just gonna go by first name and middle name, Christine Wilson something as part of the worship team i went to step up on the platform to sing and my sandal caught on the edge i fell flat out on the platform in front of the entire congregation and then stood up and sang Mm. that was 13 months ago and i'm still limping from tearing my meniscus
2: great Mm. i have (laughs) oh yes that is a very inappropriate last name (laughs)
0: You should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> for your last name. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I've had the same thing happen to me multiple times. <laughs> Actually did it a couple times this past week during recording.
0: <laughs> you fall down, you get back up, you do what that's, you came for.
2: That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's called
0: being professional. All right, another one from her. Another one we love to tell around the table at holidays. My young niece, about three or four years old, refused to wear both socks and underwear at the same time. My sister dressed her for church and ushered her and the other three kids out the door. The pastor would have all the kids come up and sit on the platform before he dismissed them to junior church. There sits my niece, smack dab in the middle of the platform in front of everyone, fiddling with her dress and flashing the whole church with no underwear on. My sister was mortified. To this day, she shakes her head and says, she was wearing them when I dressed her.
2: Okay, Christine's sister. If you know your daughter does not wear socks and underwear at the same time, That should be something that you're constantly (laughs) looking for. Is she wearing socks? Okay, we got to take the socks off and let's put some underwear on her.
0: (laughs) Johnny refuses to wear socks if he doesn't have to. Yeah. But I've never seen him demand not to wear undies. So I'm blessed. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Hashtag
0: blessed. Uh, Get a better name, Christine. Uh, Janice Carvin Nightingale (laughs) said, Years ago, our female minister was dressed similar to me on Sunday. My husband was talking to someone else. She walked up beside him, talking to another person. He reached over and patted her on the behind. They were both so engrossed in their separate conversations, neither one realized it wasn't their spouses.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: There was a we've talked about this a couple times. There was a a point in time at our church where both you, Kara, and Daedra all looked very similar from behind. Because y'all had all, all your hair was the same color. Y'all were about the same shape and size at that point. And it was frightening for all of us husbands. <laughs> <laughs> like we all had a conversation about. Make sure you're going up to the right person <laughs> before you do or say anything. <laughs>
2: well, so in Daedra and Kara are brunettes; they are dark brunettes, whereas I'm more on the lighter end of a brunette or a yeah, usually you're, a blonde. Yeah, dirty blonde, yeah, um, dirty,
0: dirty blonde, maybe. That's yeah, what I was.
2: But during this period, I had dyed my hair. Yeah. Very dark, and the first time that Daedra saw me with my hair dark, we were. Um, practicing for, what What was that Jam's performance? What was the name of it?
1: Oh, I
0: don't remember.
2: The one where I was the Russian person.
0: Oh, the uh, that was the revival of Sun Zone Discovery Center. Yeah. Sure. you were playing the character that I played.
2: Years before. Years before. Yep. Yeah. So, Deidre walks in from the, ba- the back of the sanctuary, the back.
0: The back of the
2: sanctuary. <laughs> Back of the sanctuary, and I am sitting on Chris's lap, and Daedra immediately has this panic. Why is Kara, which is the pastor's wife, why is Kara sitting in Chris's lap right now? This is so inappropriate on so many levels. And she, I remember her walking around and just like looking at me dead in my face, as if she was about to fight Kara. Like, get up off of his lap.
0: What are you doing?
2: <laughs> this I, won't realize, ruin us. I realize you guys are fairly new here, but this is not how we do things in our church, okay?
0: <laughs> oh my gracious. Yep. All right. Stephanie Morris Sanders said, I'm a PK. Best prayer request ever that left my daddy speechless was when a little girl, probably six or seven, asked prayer for her dog because she found it stuck. To the neighbor's dog. (gasps) (laughs) We're reading these all for the first time, by the way.
2: I mean. (laughs) That poor child. She was so worried. She was so concerned for her her doggy.
0: I remember having that exact same thought though when I was a kid. We were driving through and there was I looked down an alley and I'm like, How'd they get their butts stuck together?
2: <laughs> Mom, they need help. <laughs> help these dogs. Oh. That looks painful. <laughs> you can't even walk.
0: Oh man. Wow. Timothy Livingston. This one time, this guy misspelled embarrassing on the Telling emba- him, oh, you jerk! Shut up, Timothy. Apparently, I misspelled "embarrassing" in the post. <laughs> 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 you suck, Timothy. You are oh, banned I, from the group. I
2: hope he's listening, man. I hope he's listening. Wow.
0: I'm embarrassed. That was I'm hey, ashamed.
2: Timothy. You get a shout out from me. I'm so impressed with you right now.
0: (laughs) You are shadow banned. No one will ever see your comments again. Wow. You can stick around, but no one will know it. Right? That's right. Lisa uh, Hickman, hugging the pastor and having your front hooking bra pop open. And he notices. (laughs) 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 I've always believed those are incredibly... Bad ideas. The front front opening brasiers. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, They're, they they will eventually become unreliable, <laughs> and that is a a violent reaction. <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable. Janie Anderson said my then 4-year-old daughter at the end of VBS decided she was going to look for my dad in the audience. When she finally found him, she announced to everyone, "That's my grandfather back there." We've laughed over the sweet memory since 1996. Oh, it's not really embarrassing. No. That's 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 wholesome.
2: I actually did something very similar when I was two. Oh, mm-hmm. and
0: I bet everybody loved it.
2: And and I also could not say Joseph, my only line was talking about Mary and Joseph. It was a Christmas play. Yeah. And I called him Jophus. Jophus. And so that's what my grandfather took to his and grave Rainy. picking on me about. <laughs> Mary and Jophus.
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny. I like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Terry Trundy, we had just moved into our 9,000 seat sanctuary. When I was about nine months pregnant, I started watching from home because I had the worst case scenario that my... I had this worst case scenario that my water would break in the new church oh. and break in the new church's carpet.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: So you're preventing an embarrassing moment. I got that. Crystal Roberts, dang gone. What? Dang gone. Okay. This is instead of doggone or... You know, whatever. Dang on pantyhose slash tights. always wanted to catch my end him on my dress. Okay. Uh, Haley McGinnis. I was young, less than 10 years old. My mom made a passing comment that the fridge was empty or we didn't don't have any food just as a general statement. And my little brain said, put that as a prayer request. Next day, our pastor showed up with a van Load of groceries, much to the embarrassment of my mother, who was just making a statement like, we have no food and I need to go grocery shopping, not, we're starving and don't have any way to get more food. Ooh. Ooh. That's painful. The the unnecessary gifting that could have gone to somebody else.
2: Well, then what do you do in that right. situation? Yeah. Like, no, pastor, I <laughs> don't need that. <laughs> I appreciate the thought.
0: And, like, would the pastor even believe you? I understand. Just think it's a pride thing. But we're going to leave this here. And if you want it, you can have it.
2: (laughs) I, yeah. And sadly, that's one of those things that always stick with you.
0: Yeah. Always, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: I think I would be leaving churches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's... (laughs) That's the real kind of embarrassment moment, you know. Yeah. Falling down on your way down the choir loft, that's embarrassing for a second. Right. This is like a a mortified embarrassment kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh, Haley, so far you win today. Yeah. All right. We're going to stop it right there. Coming up later in the show, the whole NASCAR thing from last week.
2: We'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: Side hug here on Back Row Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap,
3: pop, and indie.
2: Coming up next, we're talking NASCAR, but first... Here's not another Bible study with Kyle and Matt.
3: Hey man, one of the things that we've seen throughout Jonah is the sovereignty of God. We saw it over the wind and the waves as he hurled that storm at the boat. We saw a sovereignty over the lots that he used to single out Jonah for the sailors. We saw a sovereignty over the sailors as they learned they couldn't fix the situation on their own. We saw a sovereignty over the wind and the waves again as those sailors tossed him into the sea and immediately it ceased its raging. And then we saw a sovereignty with that giant fish swallowing Jonah as Jonah began to drown. It was a gift of grace from God. God had extended grace to Jonah. And uh, and then we saw last week uh, that Jonah was not too thrilled about that, was he? No, he was actually very angry about that. And in fact, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 5, we see Jonah leaving the city, finding a place east of it, and really just sitting up there waiting for God's destruction upon Nineveh. See, what we see is that Jonah wanted grace for himself, but he didn't want grace for his enemies. Yeah. And so he tried to make himself a little shelter. Uh, That was probably not very helpful. And so God was going to give him some more grace. And he gave him a plant that would grow over and provide shade over his head. We're from Texas. Well, you're still in the desert. So you know how nice it is to have some shade when you need it in that hot sun. That's what Jonah was given, but then God also gave a worm uh, that was ultimately going to be a gift of discipline to show the error of his ways. That uh, worm ate the plant, destroyed the plant, then the scorching east wind came, and we learned that once again, God was teaching him a lesson. As you said, Jonah was willing to give grace to himself. He loved that grace, but hated the fact that it could be shown to someone else. Kyle, where can people listen in and learn a little more about uh, what we do with the podcast and all of that kind of stuff? They can find us on notanotherbaptistpodcast.com, on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast, or on Twitter at nab underscore podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on backrowradio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And, ooh, it would be nice to start a week without having to talk about something super controversial, but we're just not going to get that. We're just not going to get that all year. Apparently. Are you sure
2: you want to do this? <laughs> like, this is our morning show. We don't have to do this.
0: <laughs> I feel like when certain things happen, we can't just not talk about it. You're right. You're right. Whatever. Right. Ever <sighs> since, coming back from that... Freaking hiatus where during the hiatus, the coronavirus hit the world. We've had to start every week with some serious. Are you
2: insinuating this was all our fault because we (laughs) took a hiatus? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? No more
0: hiatuses, ever. ever (laughs) All right, we
2: got to take a deep breath in. Everybody do it with us (gasps) and then let it out. (sighs) All right, here we go.
0: All right, Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is the only black NASCAR driver currently. I don't know if there have been more before him. I'm sure there must have been.
2: I honestly don't think there were. Is he the first? I'm Googling driver? it. Yeah,
0: look that up for me. But he is the only black NASCAR driver. Um, for just a, We're doing a quick overview of, of everything leading up to this. Uh, NASCAR had recently come out and made the decision that Confederate flag imagery is banned. Uh, which... I understand. Um, I don't. I don't really have a, a a dog in that fight, so I don't really care um, myself. I understand why some people would be upset if they grew up in the South and you know like that flag for reasons not pertaining to the Civil War. But be that as it may, they made the decision. It was something they're allowed to do, and uh, Bubba Wallace was. Part of the group of people leading the charge for that change then bubba wallace had a had his nascar uh painted mostly black put the black lives matter hashtag, hashtag black lives matter on the tail end there were some people upset about that because again at this point we're seeing how that is being largely that movement is largely being overtaken by the political group behind it instead of the actual people And so people are starting to get upset at that movement. Uh, yeah, it's all not fun. So fast forward, we had a race coming up at Talladega. These stalls are assigned randomly, but in the one that was assigned to Bubba Wallace, his team came in and one of them discovered what looked like a noose hanging in the stall and immediately made the connection that this was a response to his his Black Lives Matter car and his championing the banning of the Confederate flags. They, you know, reached the conclusion that this was on purpose, that this was a hate crime. Have you found whether or not he's the first or the only?
2: Yeah, I have. So he is not the first. Not the first. Willie T. Ribs was actually. The first uh, black NASCAR driver, and he actually made a statement concerning this, but Bubba Wallace is the first driver to win, the first African-American driver to win one of the national series. Oh,
0: okay. Cool. All right. So uh, the way the situation went down is that Bubba never actually saw the noose at the beginning. Uh, he was reacting himself to what he was told by the team and the NASCAR officials, and you know, w- with the with it coming out that they had 15 FBI investigators come out and they, they did this whole thing, and they they actually came to the conclusion that this was not hung uh, for. Bubba Wallace specifically, that this had been there for several months, that there was no way of knowing that Bubba Wallace would ever get this specific stall at Talladega. Uh, But then very later on, just a couple days ago, they posted the actual photo of what they found, Mm -hmm. like what the rope looked like. What it turned out to be was a pull-down rope for... um, For just the stall door, like the garage stall door, door, door. which I understand. My brother uh, had a few uh, storage units. He tied loops in the bottom. Uh, I've seen tied loops at storage units here when we used them in our hometown. It makes sense. It's easier to pull for some people. I get it. But when they showed the picture, which they should have posted the actual photo long before they did. Because then everyone who was upset about them finding out that, oh, this wasn't really a hate crime, would have known, oh, I can totally see why they thought that was a hate crime. Yeah. Because it, it looks exactly like a noose. Now, yeah. I don't know if it is, is the exact noose. I don't know if it tightens like, like a noose would. But you would not be able to tell. Yeah. There have been several instances, including just the week before, where they have found like looped ropes hanging places and thought that they were nooses and they weren't. They were like exercise equipment. Uh, because all the gyms are closed, and so they, right. were, they were exercising out there. But, yeah, this clearly, clearly would have shaken anybody, especially in this current climate. Yeah. Uh, and so pretty much it was a a bad, uh, bad coincidence. Like, mm-hmm. all the pieces fell into place in the exact wrong way for this to be taken. Yeah. Uh, so what are your initial thoughts here? What, like, what, 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 what did you think of the situation initially and then after we found out that this wasn't directed?
2: So, I actually didn't find out about it because I am personally in a current place where I just need to kind of disconnect from a lot of things because I'm just getting. Into a very negative mindset. Sure. So I've had to choose to purposefully disconnect from what's happening in the world. Okay. So I didn't actually find out about this incident until after the investigation had happened. Oh, okay. It had been resolved that, you know, it wasn't a hate crime. So then I'm like playing catch up, if you will, to try and backpedal on, okay, well, wait a minute. What did he think it was? oh well he didn't even know he was you know he didn't actually personally see it so i'm having to re or learn all about this from end to beginning instead sure. of beginning to end like you. like everyone else i guess um but for me i was i was floored at the backlash that he received for the statements that he made and just as if this was something purposeful that he did, that he brought upon himself. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why I'm floored, because it's very, I, I just feel like that's where everybody goes. We, we have to have somebody to blame for things. Just sure. in our culture, in, you know, in our human nature, we have to have somebody to blame. And that's something that I've been trying to instill in my kids, is that accidents happen. And when an accident happens... Sure, it may have happened at the hand of someone else, but it doesn't have to be purposeful. That's why it's considered an accident. Yeah. You know? Um, And so that's something that's so hard, I feel like, for, for our, I guess, just people in general to understand is that there doesn't have to be someone that we have to blame. This was an accident. It was a misunderstanding. Let's just take a step back and go, okay, I'm glad that it wasn't what we thought it was. But we understand why you were upset. Right. We understand your first initial thoughts and, and where you came from. As a, as a black man, we get it. We yeah. understand it.
0: And, uh, I mean, initially when, when going through this, you know, we had, we had these interviews that Bubba Wallace were on. And, and I, I felt that he didn't do himself many favors in those interviews, initially the first one you know there were people that were saying there were people that were saying that no this is definitely a hoax but there were also people that were saying this might have been a misunderstanding but he kind of lumped everybody together and saying that anybody who thinks this wasn't actually a hate crime is uh, I don't remember the exact insult but it was an actual insult You know, mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't believe this is exactly what I say happened and that's how he presented it rather harshly yeah and so I think that was part of the backlash and the other part was after the investigation found that this wasn't directed at him he kind of doubled down on it in the next thing saying no this was definitely a noose even if they say it wasn't a noose it was a noose and then the next morning he kind of backtracked mm-hmm. but then that's why I'm saying I really wish they had posted that photo before any of that because if you'd have seen the photo you'd have understood his reaction both yeah. times Yeah. both times yes it looks like a noose it looked a whole lot like a noose Um, so, leading into that, why was it tied like that in the first place? The investigation found that there were, out of all of, like, NASCAR's stalls, there's only 11 that have been tied in any kind of loop knot, and this is the only one that was tied in, like, the hangman's knot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was, you know, I was talking about this, actually, John and Tyler were talking about this, and I was nodding along, but John said... I mean, it—it was really likely, probably just somebody who knew how to tie that knot. Like, it is a knot that you learn. Like, if you're an aficionado of those things, even Mm -hmm. in like the Boy Scouts and things like that, that's a knot that you learn. It's—it's also a very common knot for like tying your boat to the, to the uh, to the dock. dock. It's Mm -hmm. the common knot for catching, uh, like animals. Like, you know, out in the wilderness or whatever. Making it's, a yeah, trap. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They're, they are common usage uh, for these things. Anything that you need with a self-tightening knot. And that's probably why they have been used to hang people in the past. But he said, if I knew how to tie that knot and someone said, hey, if we need to tie a loop into that rope, I'd do it. You know, I'd show off, look what I can do. Not to say, look, I made a, a, a lynching rope. That's mm-hmm. not what anyone would automatically think uh i remember thinking to myself i was talking also with hillary saying it's really hard i think for a lot of white people to automatically remember that like a, a hangman's knot or a, you know a noose is tied to black america in a negative way mm-hmm. because personally when I think of a, a noose, I don't think of black people. I think of pirates <laughs> and um, Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. are, I mean, those are the two things come up and I never think of, of you know any of the terrible like lynchings that happened in the South before I was born. And I'm not saying that makes it okay. I'm just saying, there's a misunderstanding there as for well for you there's personally it's not of, where your yeah, mind
2: immediately goes right
0: and so there i think that there's a bit of empathy we have to have with that too is that a lot of people just don't realize that and are having to really kind of learn how to be more emotionally and racially sensitive on certain things that they've probably never even thought about mm-hmm.
2: um i think just overall we need to just take a step back and kind of analyze things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm standing in one position, I'm only going to see things from that one position. But if I take a step back or I take a step to the right or the left a couple feet, I'm going to see things from a different view. And that's the position that we need to start taking when it comes to seeing and understanding People of color, seeing and understanding people um, of different nationalities, you know, from different countries who are immigrants. There's so many levels. We as America pride ourselves on the fact that we are a melting pot. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not just one type of people living in a country. We are a melting pot. But because we are that melting pot, we have to be sensitive. We have to be understanding and empathetic to the different histories that are within this country
1: Yeah.
2: that, you know, I'm growing up in the South, growing up in North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina. I, if I see a lynching knot, I'm, I think of black history.
0: And that makes sense given the area that you grew up in.
2: Exactly. For me, that is exactly where my mind immediately goes to, you know, and I made this comment to a friend on Facebook concerning this. When I drive through a certain area of this town that we live in, I immediately go to panic because well, you told
0: the story on the show last week.
2: Did I tell the yeah. story last week?
0: Well, not the whole story, but I mean, you told the story about the you know the crash, the intersection that you can't go through because right. you panic
2: because I panic yeah. because something difficult happened there because it was a moment in my life where I honest to goodness did not know what was going to happen. Yeah, Were we going to die? Were we going to be okay? Was I going to lose a child? You know,
0: a million thoughts ran through your mind in that split second. Exactly. Of this is awful.
2: It was a moment of fear <laughs> and panic, and that is so minute compared to the generations of pain. Yeah. Um, that that a lynch has on Black America that this knot, this when it's tied in just the right manner it reflects death on their ancestors it immediately brings up that that feeling of panic and oh my gosh this is a direct threat against my life this is a direct threat against people who i love people in my family you know and that's not really something that when you have an emotional reaction to something It's an emotional reaction. A lot of times we can't control it. A lot of times it takes a lot, many, many, many years of healing and recovery to get over those kind of things. And you don't even necessarily know that you have to address it until you're put in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say 100%. Bubba Wallace didn't even realize that he needed to address some of the hurt, some of the deep ingrained hurt from generations past that he probably needs to address that this situation is bringing up for him. Yeah. You know, to see it, to hear it, to feel like that is a direct threat against him and against his family. Yes, he's going to have an emotional response Absolutely. to it. He's going to have an emotional reaction. And as a white person who has never lived with that fear, I need to be a little more understanding and go, brother, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that this is your family's history and that this is your current present and this is how you're feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, NASCAR also has some deep, deep roots in the South. Yeah. You know, and so uh, to say that it's so far from what the reality could have been, oh, sure. You know, that's being insensitive on our case to just be like, Ned, that's not what they meant. That's not what they were going for. We can't say that. There's, it's so ingrained in the South. NASCAR as a whole, it is the sport of the South, if you will. And part
0: of this, uh, part of our uh, initial reaction to want to dismiss this as it's probably not what it looks like, is that for the most part, this has happened a lot where a national news story has come of something where someone has found a noose and it turns out to not be what it looked like at all it's always it always seems to be a misunderstanding but the problem is is that we always seem to leap full force into this was definitely a hate crime before the investigation's done yeah and that's the problem i think it's more the the media narrative that wants to to ramp this up immediately that is causing the problem of us, well, not taking any of them seriously anymore because it's never what it looked like. Yeah. And, I mean, at least I think that's part of the problem. But, again, that's why I really go back to I really wish they had posted the actual photo of what they found a lot sooner because that changed even, I mean, my perspective was already, I think, okay. But that really drove home to me why I think... It makes perfect sense he reacted the way he did. Yeah. Even in the interview after the fact. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why that would have shaken him so much and, and hurt or offended him so much. Because had I seen that and I was in that situation, especially in the time that we're in right now, mm-hmm. and especially right after these two big events that Bubba Wallace was a part of that have been controversial and racial uh, in tone. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna see that and think that that was targeted right at you. Yeah. The only black race driver in NASCAR right now. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I get it, and I hated seeing the reaction from what is mostly Republicans and conservatives, and and on Twitter, which was, this is Jesse Smollett 2.0. This yeah. was this was a hoax that you know he created, and this was all just to uh, drum up sympathy for him and all that kind of thing. That's, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. It was a misunderstanding, but it was a legitimate one. It was a, a easy misunderstanding to occur, mm-hmm. given the situation. So apparently this knot was tied at least as far back as last October. Um, and again, I think it was... Uh, you know, We have no other evidence that it was tied maliciously, because again... These stalls were assigned randomly. Nobody would have known that the only black driver would eventually end up in that one specific stall. Yeah. Uh, eventually, one day down the line. Uh, so, to be a like hateful, purposeful thing to hopefully pay off one day, I, I doubt that that was anyone's mind. I honestly think it just had to have been someone like, hey, look, I can tie this knot and yeah. tied it. And then it just stayed there because nobody was really offended by it because. Probably that's not what they were thinking. Yeah. And that laid this perfect groundwork for eventually the worst possible reaction to occur. But uh, we definitely cannot just... It's not a hoax. We can't call it a hoax. Because it wasn't a hoax.
2: Right. At all. It is something... It was reality. It's something that happened. You know, everything that's been said is true. It's just that it was not malicious in nature. The
0: the malicious intent was the only thing that was missing, and that was a key element. But that doesn't mean that it was a hoax at all meant to drum up any kind of sympathy or controversy. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of these people that is pushing this hoax narrative and just fueling more hate, I'm begging you to please stop and try and understand the situation from Bubba Wallace's point of view and understand that even though... He went on those shows and got really angry and got kind of personal about it. I, I, that kind of makes sense that he would, given what had happened and the climate that we're in, and give him a little grace. Because uh, that's something that we all need. Mm-hmm you have anything else to add to that?
2: No, you actually, you ended this time. You ended it perfectly. All right. (laughs) I'll take it. All right.
0: Coming up next, we share something that we love.
2: We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Backdoor Radio.
0: back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love. Bluey! Have you seen Bluey? You probably haven't because all your kids are big. Bluey is a n- relatively new, I'm pretty sure there's only one season, new cartoon show aimed at like preschool and kindergarten age kids.
1: Okay.
0: It is made in Australia. It is about a family of dogs. And it is the best children's show for that age group I have ever seen. It is so entertaining for both kids and adults, but not for adults in the gross way that a lot of shows do where they sneak in dirty jokes that kids won't understand, Mm -hmm. but just in the completely relatable. uh, Oh yeah, that's exactly how this works kind of thing. You know, the, the, it does parenthood justice and childhood justice it's not like you know most kids shows the parents are like perfect parents you know you know you watch Daniel Tiger the parent always responds the right way always happy to help the child out always this perfect parent and even when something goes wrong the parent always has the best reaction and response and Bluey very unrealistic right Bluey (laughs) the parents are parents the dad every time the kids want to play a game like you know, let's play shops. The dad goes, "Oh, not shops," you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's the car that they drive in. Always got food and crayons and and crap all over the seats. Uh, the dad's calling them by the wrong name and playing pranks on them. The mom is playing pranks on the dad. It's just and but none of it is in like an, a, a malicious or a mean way. And the parents learn things sometimes from the situations that they're they're in while the kids are learning how to react in this world. It's just so amazingly well written. And again, like I said, there's only one season and I think there's only 16 episodes and we have watched them five or six times through now and I'm still not like, I watch them. I don't pay attention to any other show that my kids watch, but when that's on, I enjoy them. Interesting. Which, yeah. So if you're have, if you looking for a good kid's show that you're going to enjoy, try Bluey. It is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the one season that they have, and I know they're having more soon. So there you go. Let's close out the show with a Bible verse for the day.
2: Our Bible verse for the day is Psalm 105.4. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually.
0: Thank you for joining us. There's a morning show on the back row every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern. 7- oh, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing it a little bit different. And I forgot to change it for the script. We have been, uh, you've heard us talk about it a little bit. Uh, we've changed up the show to where instead of stretching out over three hours on the radio station, it's only stretching out over two. So it's more of a 50 50 split between the music and the talking instead of 25% talking and, yeah, you know, the other way. Semi fast <laughs> music. So. To accommodate that, that means our show is only two hours. And so we're trying to help other time zones because, you know, we're we're aiming to try and help all of America wake up in the mornings. Wake so, <laughs> up. So to do that, we're returning to a format that we used to have in that we're airing the show twice in succession. Oh. And so it begins at, let's see. It begins at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, but then it also begins at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. So 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time, the two times you can listen to the show in succession. Translate that to whatever time zone you're in. Yeah. (laughs) We'll figure it out for next. (laughs) (laughs) Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday.
2: You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio and join our laughter inducing Facebook community. Backrow Baptist Church by going to backrowbaptist.com. If
0: you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of The Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps, and catch up on our new Monday through Wednesday shows.
2: The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for our Patreon donors, as well as other bonus content and incentives. If you listen to Back Row Radio and want to support the work we do, please consider partnering with us by going to backrowradio.com slash partner. Any size donation will get you our private podcast feed.
0: That is it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow We hope you will too Once again, I'm Matt And I'm Mo Remember that Jesus loves you
2: Watermelons are fruits
0: And if you see us around We'd love a side hug Bye